0: I just think there's there's too much bullshit out there. you know there's not enough the real stuff like no one talks about what goes into it. no one talks about the actual money. Half the people will say that the market's terrible. half the people say that it's great. half the people say that they're rich, half the people say that they're poor. What the fuck's the truth? So I want to show like just the truth that truth really is just everything, yeah. This is From the Ground Up, the story of me starting my reptile business. What we're talking about is the vet visit I went on today. Uh, Just general things when finding a vet or going to the reptile vet. And also knowing that there's no problem with going to the vet. I think uh, a lot of people try to you know, not broadcast the fact that they went to the vet, that they may have a sick animal, that kind of thing. Because
1: they'll get scrutinized for it? Yeah. uh,
0: To some degree, a lot of people think that, you know, if you have one sick animal.
1: That they're all sick.
0: That they're all sick or you can't trust them or they don't keep well. But uh, that's just not true.
1: Right. I mean, just like anything, you can have one animal and it's okay. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it is, if you, if you have one animal, you have a lot less of a chance of ever going to the vet because first of all, you don't have any like thing to spread sickness as well as, you know, just your percentages are much lower. But, um, the fact is I went today to the vet to get Babe, my Solomon Island give ground boa. Yeah. <laughs> we're over it for my, uh, Solomon Island ground boas. And what happened is, uh, for about a week or so, she had, like, a swollen mouth. Like, one half of her jaw was really swollen, and she couldn't really, like, close her mouth.
1: It was, It to me, it looked like it was, like, hanging down. Like, after someone, like, has a stroke, and, like, one side of their face is, like, hanging, I don't know. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, just because
0: it was swollen, so it was kind of open.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um... Yeah, so that was, I knew that that wasn't anything that was going to be contagious, anything like that. I knew it was some type of, um, you know, infection or abscess because of some prior impaction. So I brought her to the vet. The vet was really cool. He, like, was really pumped about Working with something different.
1: So what kind of vet did you go to? Just like, can someone go to any vet? Do you need to go to a special one?
0: No, you definitely can't go to any vet. You can't even really go to any exotic vet because uh, they kind of categorize exotic vets very broadly to the fact that an exotic vet will work with birds, big cats, uh, reptiles, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's like, it's a very broad subject.
1: Of what? Exotic of what means. exotic
0: means, so even though it's an exotic vet and they may be technically qualified to um, work with reptiles and stuff like that, you still want someone who uh, may have more of a degree of uh, understanding of reptiles in general. In fact, like a lot of the um, the the reptile vet I went to today, they actually have like two snakes in the front room of the of the vet, um, and then the guy was really. Um, you know, he was just really willing... Because I think it's it's kind of weird when you go to a vet and... Especially when you're bringing in different things and the vet doesn't really know what it is. There's so many species of snakes that, like... It can be awkward if the vet doesn't want to seem stupid. So <laughs> where they're like, what the hell am I working with right. here? But, like, you know, I wanted to... But he was very open to be like, I'm not sure if I've ever seen this before, mm-hmm. but... You know, a snake is a snake in a way, but, you know, tell me a little bit about it. So um, it was cool because he was he was wondering about what, um, you know, the feeding schedule is and stuff. And can Doya have really slow metabolisms? Mm-hmm. So he's like, when is the last time it ate? And I was like, well, two weeks ago, which is actually when the swelling started. So that's definitely another sign to where it may have been some kind of problem when. When she ate last, as far as she may have gotten a little piece of, like, cocoa, coconut husk or something stuck in her mouth to, you know, create a little wound. Or she struck, uh, like, the side of the cage or something by accident and, uh, you know, got, like, a small wound in her mouth. And that's what the infection, uh, where the infection came from.
1: Okay, wait, back up a second. So okay. how did you, you, you know, you said it's hard to choose a vet because some, like, don't know. Uh, about snakes and so how did you go about choosing the vet you went to here in Dallas
0: um most of it was looking up through google and that that's pretty much it because even there are some keepers that are around here Mm -hmm. but um, I wanted to look up I don't know I'm kind of weird like I literally like stalked each vet to see if they
1: like their picture or like what do yeah, you Yeah, mean- like,
0: like you can go on a vet's website and it will say like look at this whatever whatever and it's not even the same species of snake <laughs> like there's a lot of people who you can count off pretty immediately okay so um, it seems like everything he was doing was very catered uh to reptiles and then he was talking about how he had spent some time in the amazon and uh he was talking about all the like, he would be out at night and then you turn on the lights and, like, all the boas scatter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, there's, uh, you know, so many reptiles in the Amazon. But it showed the fact that he's into snakes. You
1: that's know? definitely a plus when you're giving him your snake to work on.
0: Right, yeah. And I made it kind of a point when I was making the appointment to be like, you know, I'm not bringing a ball python or a corn snake something special something a little bit more fun than that so um yeah so he was just really um curious about it and so how'd the visit go
1: it
0: went well (laughs) (laughs) so what what happened is basically he just took her and you know propped her mouth open with you know like one of those little wooden sticks what do you call those a dowel no, you know like they put it on your tongue like a tongue depressor. Oh, it's is that what literally it's called? Is called a tongue okay, depressor. <laughs> so with a tongue depressor. And, you know, propped her mouth open and looked at it and uh I told them that for the last uh week, like a couple of times I had cleaned out her mouth and stuff to make sure there was no cocoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause since it was hanging open it was kinda collecting all the all Any of her bedding. bedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was making sure that her mouth was clean and stuff like that. So he opened it up and saw, you know, there's no type of, like, mouth rot or anything like that. Just a very, like, localized infection to mm-hmm. where this, like, little wound must have been. So what so. were you
1: using to clean? Like, did... like. Oh, I was just, just your hands or? I was just
0: washing her out with water. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. if you're like
1: picking it out with something or. Yeah,
0: and then I I tweezed a little bit of the bigger bark so it didn't like go down her throat, you know. You're saying you use my tweezers? I tweezer? definitely use your tweezers. Use my tweezers to <laughs> clean yeah. this thing. Okay, so he had asked out uh, where I went to get my Louisiana pineum. What I got, I got um mine from Jay Jacoby. Who is a uh, breeder in pennsylvania he um he breeds all kinds of pine snakes and different colubrids so uh they're Vanny Venter line from J. jacoby but um
1: how long ago did you get that a while ago yeah
0: like four years ago
1: oh wow okay i didn't know that
0: but um no no that that i i've two years ago and about four years ago i well, have three. Oh okay but um <laughs> But, yeah, so he propped her mouth open, looked at it, saw that, you know, it was a little infection. What he could do is, you know, cut open the abscess, but first we're going to try to just do, you know, shots of How did he keep reality. her
1: still through all of this?
0: Um, he was getting bit. <laughs>
1: so so not keeping her still?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, he he just initially picked her up by the head. She kind of turned around and bit him. And then she got him a couple more times, but, um, he handled it
1: well, <laughs> getting bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. He was pretty cool about it. I guess. I mean, I don't know how often he said, he said he has a, uh, a client who does venomous. So they've done like really? tubes and stuff like that. Wow. I was like, I kind of wish I had a tube to, to, uh, give her injections because mm-hmm. you, you just put the snake off the tube it can only go one way so right much easier much easier instead i'm going to have to do like the pillowcase over her head and then grab her head and do it just so i don't get bit every time what yeah just it makes it a lot easier to, to control her head under there and oh. then plus it gives you some room between how, her teeth and you
1: if you have a pillowcase out over her how you know where exactly to give the injection
0: no, you, you're not giving the injection in her head. You're usually giving, um, you're giving the injection in the top two thirds of her body. So. Oh, so you
1: have a big range of where to give it.
0: Yeah, you're basically just getting it under the scales okay. and like into the skin, and then you kind of gotta rub it in.
1: So is the injection like antibiotics? Like what?
0: Yeah, I what wish is I, it? I wish I bought the receipt with me, but it's like Cepho something.
1: Like- <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good job. Yeah, I
0: forgot. I can't remember right now.
1: Um and it's just to reduce the infection, reduce the swelling and everything like that.
0: Yeah, so so basically that's going to be shots every other day. Okay. And um we're going to do at least 5 rounds, but he gave me some extras just in case. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so it ended up being like $111 for that visit and he gave me a break on the medicine, which was cool.
1: And is this something you're just like, he's certain that this will help the abscess and help the infection? Or is it just kind of trying? He said, usually
0: this is pretty routine and it will go away rather quickly. But of course, um, I think people overestimate the fact that we know stuff like about (laughs) snakes and even about humans sometimes in medicine to where you're like, you know we only know so much and there's not much studying that's done as far as reptiles and reptile veterinary medicine that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i think i think it's it's just kind a of, little bit of guess and check i mean right especially with guess. especially with the fact that um a lot of people like to call everything an ri so whenever your snake is maybe like blowing bubbles out of its mouth or is having some type of respiratory issue you know like like phlegm coming out of its mouth, that kind of thing, like holding its head up, Um, you're just going to call that an R.I., but the fact is that you can treat one R.I. and another R.I., and they don't react to the same medicine, and that's just kind of a general term to say.
1: To lump things into.
0: Yeah, and there's definitely uh, sicknesses that don't fall into that category because I've had you know, types of infections that are impervious to a lot of the medicines that I've used. And I've tried like that. That one time when I used to have ball pythons, it was we went through like four different medicines and a lot of different things wow. and every snake died and there was nothing we can do about it no matter what they died. So that was definitely something different, obviously. Was it
1: because something? it's something they'd never seen before and there was just no treatment for it or...
0: Um I just don't think that there's much done. So, and I think this happens more often than people want to say it does in collections, especially people with big collections. If this happened oh. to me in a small collection and like luckily those animals were kind of quarantined off from all the other animals. Like imagine this has got to happen in bigger collections.
1: Right. But that's not and what they publicize.
0: Yeah, it's not even talked about at all. Like you think these guys are never going to the vet for anything, even for something that's, you know, that was total happenstance. It was just an unfortunate, you know, thing that led her to get that infection in her mouth. Like Mm -hmm. like even that stuff that isn't spreadable isn't any of that, you know, like unavoidable mistakes. I don't think those are even considered. I think people should just be more transparent and put as much as possible out there. So that's really what I want to do with, with the YouTube channel, like, like I'm going to document everything that I can, like every little thing that happens, I'm going to put it out there. Good or bad. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I just think there's, there's too much bullshit out there. You know, there's not enough, the real stuff. Like no one talks about what goes into it. No one talks about the actual money. Half the people will say that the market's terrible. Half the people say that it's great. Half the people say that they're rich. Half the people say that they're poor. What the fuck's the truth? So, I want to show, like, just the truth, the truth is Just everything. Yeah.
1: Interesting. So... I
0: feel like there's a lot of people who just put out the positive stuff, who just sugarcoat everything. Mm -hmm.
1: And there's things that aren't even... I mean, your snake getting infection isn't really that negative. Like, it's just something that happened, and you went to the vet, and, you know, got it taken care of.
0: Even if your snake gets an R.I., it might not even be due to, you know, a husbandry issue.
1: What usually causes an R.I.?
0: It can be all different things. Like I said, it's probably, you know, dozens and dozens of sicknesses that are in RI, you know, so there's no one cause but definitely like things like temperature and humidity fluctuation, those can definitely lead to it. But I think there's a there's a certain factor to where like it's kind of like kids in a classroom, you know, one person gets something from somewhere and it spreads, and it spreads to everyone, so Yeah, and I don't think it's just one thing. I don't think it comes from just one thing. I don't think it comes from just one place. It's just out there. Uh, You gotta obviously be be cognizant of who you get new snakes from, and Mm -hmm. do proper, you know, proper methods to not put them right into your collection. That kind of stuff.
1: Now, this may be naive, but when you have snakes in separate racks and separate tubs, you know, you're not like they're not hanging out together frequently. How do this things spread?
0: They're still in proximity, and as well as the fact that you're going to be cleaning them and you're going to be handling them one after another. I mean, so you, like
1: you're tu- you're tu- you touching. You one can spread convenient. it incidentally. I okay. mean, there's
0: still good airflow between, especially if you have tubs on the same level of a rack. Okay. And most certainly, you know, there's just airflow everywhere in the rack. Okay. I mean, there's just nothing. You to know, truly like to truly say hundred percent this isn't going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, there's mites, which are uh, such a common occurrence and also shouldn't be frowned upon, but you need to take the necessary steps to never, ever sell a snake with mites. If you can control that. And then also when you get mites, know that, you know, take the proper precaution and then don't sell any animals for as long as you have mites until you know, it's a hundred percent out of control or under control and you know just for all these all these sicknesses do things with a sense of urgency or a sense of some type of speed to to get it done it's going to help you in the long run too many people are looking on facebook saying what do i do when this happens and then fucking it's already a month too late it said the first thing you should do is maybe ask a more direct question to a more direct person, so a more educated person to give you a good step. Or when all else fails, just go to a vet. Mm-hmm. You're you're spending a thousand dollars on this animal, but you want to fucking dip him in olive oil when when you get mites instead of you know buying the preventa mite and doing the thing that's going to be, um, you know, a better usage. You know, it's going to be more efficient for sure in
1: the long run. Yeah. There's not a quick fix to mites, <laughs> is what you're saying, right?
0: Or, or a totally, like, no expenses thing, but that's just not mites. That's a just an example of something everyone's looking for a shortcut of what to do. And I think uh, some of it stems from back in the day, the hobby they would use, like, like I know the Barkers used to use like hog medicine to, to treat our eyes and ball pythons really? that kind of stuff yeah it's just different doses and there's nothing wrong with that but the fact is that you should probably use that sparingly or exhaust other options first, first. and mm-hmm. also don't try to kill everything with Baytril. maybe like what some people that? get it's a it's an antibiotic that basically an injectable okay. or you can do it through the mouth that uh, a lot of people use but people don't know that it causes some site necrosis on many species so if you use it often in one injection spot, it will necrosis means that it is basically eating away at the skin a little bit. So, so you could like create a wound or an internal wound, that kind of thing. So you want to be more sparing with that stuff as well as you're going to get things that just like any infection, in a human, you're going to get, you know, resistant, um, you know, resistant sicknesses and bacteria are going to become more existent. The more, the more you use Mm-hmm. They're gonna build know, up the these antibiotics, too. these bacteria are going to be evolving. And that goes throughout the hobby as far as you're getting a snake from someone who's treated with Bay who's treated with, you know, lines and lines and lines of years and years of animals who have been treated with the same thing. Maybe there is some type of, um, there is some type of, what the you, hell was I saying? You just lost your I just, train of Yeah, I know. Right? I read the comment and I just you like just... lost my... And what's bad is that he was saying that I sounded knowledgeable, kind of, and then I just fucking I forgot what <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> you Makes me that. look real okay, stupid. Okay, you're talking
1: right? about batriol, and then you get a snake from someone who's fed Baytril to their snakes. Yeah, I mean
0: that's just a general rule as far as antibiotics. Even for humans, don't throw antibiotics at everything. So um, I think you should some thing you know an important thing is looking at your animals in general all the time yeah and it's harder the bigger your collection gets to give that individual attention and maybe things get away sometimes you know when you have a bunch of animals and you're very busy and um
1: don't lose your train of thought i know
0: (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so i think that's what can get lost in bigger collections because you don't have that time to look at each individual animal and, and so luckily, one sorry, and like with with that one, you know, I'm making videos every day, so I was able to say, "Oh, that feeding video that I did like a week and a half ago, that's when that started mm-hmm. and I have it on video that you know she was experiencing that swollenness, and just- it wasn't as bad at that point, but now it looks worse, and I ha luckily, you know, I kind of have that all in video, so I mean, that's just a personal you know, advantage of doing the videos every day and documenting. But, right. Right. Yeah. And documenting everything.
1: So what brought it, what made you finally decide to take her to the vet today? Like what? Cause it had been two weeks with the abs or with the infection or what? It was like
0: a little, little less than two weeks. So I tried to do all I could to make it sanitary, wash it out. And then I took the to- the coconut husk out of there. And just put paper towels on, you know, made him a little damp just to see if it would get any better, any worse. Um, after the first week, it didn't get any worse, but it wasn't getting any better. So, And I, I knew it wasn't going to be a giant deal, so mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I wanted to take her last, like, the second part of last week, but I just honestly didn't have the time to. And then the, the earliest appointment they had when I called like monday morning was this morning so that's when Which i brought great. her right yeah so i mean i knew that it wasn't going to be a life or death situation so i wasn't going crazy but still i wanted to do it within a certain time period
1: is this something that's ever happened in any of your other snakes before or is this your first experience uh, this with is my it? first
0: experience with this in particular i mean it's definitely happened to other people before i've definitely seen it before mm-hmm. i mean it can be that's that's why I don't want to make my animals bite me. That's why I don't want to, you know, have them striking the side of the cage all the time,
1: because that increases the chance for infections and for other
0: right. Just things. for just for injuries, you mm-hmm. know, just for injuries in their mouth, that kind of thing. Or you know, I've even had for some animals that I have to hook who are just very food aggressive. You know, I have to. Um, you know, touch them with the hook before I pick them up mm-hmm. and if that animal, you know, goes out and strikes the hook, In you the know, wrong leg. right. Yeah. That's just bad news. So you definitely don't want that happening. Right. You know, bre- break a tooth or anything. You know, many times when a snake bites you, uh, teeth will come out. So I just don't think that is, uh, good for anyone.
1: Is are snake's teeth easily injured? I feel like they I mean, they so
0: they're so small. Yeah. That and they have so many of them that yeah, it is definitely um more prone to the fact. And I think in a way they're kind of meant to to break off and regenerate. Really? I'm not sure about that. I might be fucking stupid, but do no matter what But but you know, they're a shit ton of little recurved teeth that are mm-hmm. just holding on to prey.
1: So no matter how many teeth they lose it re- it comes back. I believe so. Really? Yeah, you don't have
0: any, like, hockey player fucking pythons out
1: there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I've never seen a snake without, you know, with, like, gaps right. in it. Yeah, and I don't want to say just... that's
0: definitely true. I think that's true. I'm pretty sure. that's say? true. What does Evan right now? He, uh, he w- was saying, what is this episode about? And it's about taking your snake to the vet and not waiting a shit ton of time. Uh, there's always a post on Facebook of someone's ball python who had a prolapse, like, Ten years ago, and now it's no, not really. But like you know, like like weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it's drying out that kind of thing, and that's just bad news. It's,
1: a, it's terrible to let it just like hang out for that. And long. they're like,
0: well, I tried to put sugar on it. I tried to put it in warm water. I tried this. I tried that.
1: Well, did you try going to the vet? <laughs> <I should laughs> did did try you try going that to the vet a little bit sooner? But <laughs> that's just my my <laughs>
0: opinion. I mean, there's so many different. Um, little hobby cheats but if i'm i'm working with an expensive animal i'm going to pay a hundred dollars instead of acting like i'm a doctor (laughs) but and then i do other things to where you know i like giving my own injections i like taking the stitches out like like that like that 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 green tree python when we had to get those stitches um i it's like do i bring her there for the vet tech who doesn't who thinks it's a ball python oh by the way i called the vet they're like oh we saw your ball python before yes. and i was like no. yeah whatever they're you like, just went with it. <laughs> they're like we saw your ball python green <laughs> I call, so the the green tree I told them that her name's green and then the Solomon Island but oh, yeah. her name's red
1: I know this why do they ask for the names of the snakes like I mean I guess for like dogs and shit they yeah, ask for the yeah. names and
0: I, I understand that's just not
1: that's weird right to, I mean to me because you don't name any of your snakes it, it is but... and
0: it's not because a pet you usually name it and I go in between whether or not I just don't feel that I shouldn't name it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason. It would be nice for documentation purposes, though, to have names, you know, breed this to this. But And Evan mentioned that Southern Carpet Fest is two weeks away.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. But see, I thought it was the 22nd for the longest time I had that sure in my head. I'm pretty sure we've said it's the 22nd. We've said it's the 22nd multiple know. times, but now we know the actual date is so, the So two weeks
0: from today. What is it? The 30th?
1: Yes. And today's the 11th. So a little bit more. I'm very excited, Evan, for this. I can't wait to see all the ball python green. Well, there is going to be real <laughs> ball, ball python. The ball python green, there, yeah. according to the vet.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's, I don't know that, but I wanted to make sure that they knew that they weren't seeing a ball python. Well, they're
1: seeing an intense Solomon.
0: He's going to be bit.
1: What is it? Solomon Island ground boa? That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got a long name.
0: <laughs> right. And uh, what else was I going to say? I was I was talking oh. about something before. But, yeah, I mean, even when when the green tree had uh, had that prolapse, I know that there's so many ways to do it. And I tried. Oh, you're you know, talking about stitches. Sorry. I tried doing some things myself. Out. But at some point, I just got to be. If it can happen sooner, and it's definitely going to make the animal. You know, I know for a fact that if we. Cause I tried to push the prolapse in and it falls out again. I know for a fact if we suture it, uh-huh. it will be good. So why don't I just do that instead of being like, eh, I don't know if I want to pay that hundred and thirty dollars. But motherfucker, it's a US Babe, chill on the F Captive, word. born in chill on the and effort. Mom's gonna be pissed. Yes. Um, if it's a captive, born and bred fucking green tree <laughs> that
1: that you know you paid a lot of money for.
0: Why wouldn't you just go what you know is going to make the so animal the better?
1: So why why did, why did you decide to take the stitches out yourself and not bring it to the vet? Oh, that's what we were talking, you're talking about. about.
0: Because it was going to be done by a vet tech. And who has handled more Green Tree Pythons? You are a vet tech. A I like you're just tech.
1: already assuming that you've handled more than the vet tech.
0: She gives dog shots. I'm, I'm not <laughs> trying to be a dick, but this, the fact is that with... A smaller green tree. I don't know if they know how delicate they have to be with the tail and that area. So I would just rather do that myself. But that's really to all. get
1: the stitches put in. You brought it to the for them to stick the prolapse in and suture it. You brought it to the vet. Yeah. But to take it out, you did it. Which I mean, taking out stitches is way less intense than. Putting in, you know, suturing and, and all that, and
0: he he had to put the animal down, you know, to to do all to that, do right? It.
1: So it's because that in was this. done by the actual vet, not yeah. the vet tech who gives dog shots, as you said. No, <laughs>
0: and I don't think that you know, there's some vet techs who keep snakes, stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's, it's an individual thing, but the thing is, I I'm not going to assume that that this, you know, like young person who's went to school for a year or something, you know, automatically is going to know what... Because uh. even today, when I brought in the ground boa, the, uh, the vet tech was kind of like, had the vet take care of it, because, you know... Well, because that one is
1: a special... I mean, that's not... Like green you said, tree, it's not a ball python. I, it's not just, right. you know...
0: But, I mean, a green tree, I feel, is delicate situation, too. So, yeah, I just want someone who
1: remind me where on the green and taking tree... out
0: stitches is is super easy you know, remind I'm me out my own stitches.
1: where on the green sheet the prolapse was i don't remember
0: well you can only have uh, it okay, in one place cool, awesome. well you can you can have two separate things prolapse so you can have like the hemipenes prolapse mm-hmm. or like an anal prolapse i mean you can get what i'm coming yeah, at yeah, yeah where it. we're going at same but um, this one you know it had all of her uh her urinary sac was actually out, so that's a pretty big pro. Wow, to
1: be out of all of that out of her body.
0: Right. So I'm like, screw that. And you know, people tell me to do all the silly tricks, but you know, get it done. I was I was scared too. Oh, Evan said April 29th, so you're wrong.
1: So you're wrong. Told me that you said wrong.
0: 30, though. You told me 30th. I don't know.
1: Remember, I texted. You don't know anything. <laughs> what did she say?
0: I wonder Evan do you name your green trees just so that if you pair them in the future you can tell people it's from a certain thing is it like for a marketing purpose? Cuz oh, I, don't know. I mean that's why I would do it and it's just easier to keep track of who's who. I
1: think if you have a big uh you know big huge collection naming them would I can see the benefit or in not even naming it like you know names like shiloh and shit like you know like specific you know well the the names. advantage
0: of that is that when you say this pairing's from the sickness to doesn't matter who the fuck the other one is but you're someone's gonna buy that because the sickness because they, the they know it's a much more personable than someone who keeps it maybe in a uh keeps it systemized system what the fuck am i saying systemized right
1: that's a word that's i a don't word. know what you're saying okay. but that's a word systemized
0: by like <laughs> You know, a serial number, so it's like A Z one two four right. five six seven. It's not the most marketing two, a, attempts, to, but yeah. for
1: like inventory and organization.
0: Devin I mean, said he just loves to name them.
1: <laughs> just well cause. he said
0: that and I just love to name them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just cause. I don't I don't
0: know if I have enough uh good naming ability.
1: You're not creative Creativity. enough. You're just saying I need to are... get
0: like like everyone does everyone has their thing to wear... You know, they do like comic book people if that's their Uh thing, or like some weird fucking dragon tail stuff. Or can you go
1: five minutes without saying that word? No,
0: (laughs) it doesn't matter. So um, yeah, I don't know how I was. You got to find what you're into, right? Snakes. You're into that's you're into snakes. So
1: (laughs) what do you name? I thought of I
0: thought about naming them like different. But then people have done that, too. If I start naming it like Irwin or <laughs> Mir and just different like naturalist and uh-huh. herpetologist, then people have done that, too. But
1: You don't have to be different. And
0: then I thought about guitarists and then or guitars. But it's Jimmy, Eric from NPR, Jimmy does, and, he and does Hendrix. guitarists, I think. <laughs> Hi, all of his are named after guitarists. I think if a certain animal comes out a certain way, that merits a certain name. That makes
1: you like think of it, you know. Right, like the sickness is going to be. Looks like the sickness. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: something really cool, so you can call it something cool. I'm not going to name like a snow corn snake, you know, just because there's a lot of corn. You should name it. Something that's one of a kind, I think I would definitely be able to come up with a name. So
1: maybe when your palmettos come and you're doing all that. But that's
0: hard too because... Um, the thing is like green trees are so individual Mm -hmm. and they're so polygenic all over the place. So, and there's no, there's no definitive genetic, like it's all variant. So you're saying, oh, this is a blue line animal. It might be just green. (laughs) So (laughs) you pay $2,000 for that red baby that just turned out green, but.
1: Hey, but you could call it blue line and. And it has a name more
0: money, but, (laughs) but the fact is that you don't know. So when one pops out,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: craziness, I think it merits definitely naming it more. So
1: read it. I know
0: you got to talk though.
1: No, I want you to read it out loud.
0: I name them whatever sounds cool to me. Wow. I haven't, I don't know why I said an audible lol. Does that, did you notice? No, I haven't a rune name sloppy seconds
1: whoa <laughs> that seems like a what? personal choice <laughs> I don't know what, what, to. what made that come to mind <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah then uh the guy under him said when you produce a lot of animals it's really hard to name them all when i was raising rabbits it's hard to keep track of 150 individuals and oh, all definitely. the children i
1: won't even try with rabbits <laughs> the way those things pop rabbits, them out don't
0: they just yeah they just reproduce more and more way too many
1: <laughs> and i understand that yeah if you have you know a thousand like can you really you have an individual name do all of them thumper <laughs> <laughs> is that their like rabbit name that comes to mind for everyone yeah right what is thump- what's the
0: rabbit from like alice in wonderland all right what's thumper from I guess. I don't remember okay, some fucking solid. Disney movie. You you should know this.
1: I also he has the the, the thingy that hypnotizes you. That's yeah. all I know.
0: You can't name him Roger Rabbit and Roger Humper or and, um, uh, Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny. That's
1: and I think that's the most popular one. Also yeah, weird. True. <laughs> we're so off topic. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is it ever really on topic?
1: It's just everything. Um so what
0: would your what would your name be? What if would my group your go to? Or or a probably be T V shows. Yeah, but you just have the shittiest taste in TV shows.
1: Okay, it's a name. So it'd be Grey's Anatomy. That'd be <laughs> one of them. It's Scandal. Um, and yeah, I would do TV shows. Because that's the biggest like
0: sex in the city.
1: Yeah, maybe. Huh um you don't even know i watched that show <laughs>
0: no, no, i was just thinking of a weird name. um
1: you know that's like a big group that you could name a crap ton of snakes launch just a bigger we're like things.
0: characters from okay rachel you know, ross
1: barney stinson barney that'd be a great one or
0: like the pussiest one would be named what's his ted
1: ted no uh, i would never name it oh my god Ted's the worst <laughs> yeah he wouldn't breed
0: <laughs> yeah he would be an unproven breeder you end up calling any animal something. Of you, I'm too bad at reading. <laughs> I, it's too far away. I can't read it out loud. I need you to talk. You just while have I to read, read it process. to yourself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, um, speaking of things that wouldn't breed, um, today we were watching Brian Bartek and his video of certain snakes. Wow. Spakes. Sorry, wow. I had to, it came to my mind. Dig.
0: What are you saying? It's
1: not a dig. It's a positive thing.
0: No, I'm kidding. Shut That's up. Read. Honest.
1: He was talking about a certain snake that I don't even remember that doesn't breed. So I'm interested in what or that whenever they would try to breed the female, they would die or they would produce eggs that would die. And so I'm interested what other species are like that, if there are any other species. Oh, that that. that was
0: just a certain mutation of ball ball pythons. And I think it's because the mutation, you know, when you have genetic mutations, it may not only... Change the color and pattern, it may change the anatomy, may tra- change a bunch of different things. So, you're working with broken genes, so you can't expect the animal to be perfect. So, I think that one was born with a little bit more of a narrow, you know, reproductive system, so it doesn't pass eggs correctly. But he was saying that he had ended up with a lot of rabbits named bitch and shithead, which is true because when how you they have act. like like really dick snakes, your hognose. Let's are the, call those them are dicks. The ones that, your
1: hognose. Those are the ones that get names. I think <laughs> the annoying ones are the very like temperamental ones. Right. Definitely, the I can nice see that. Nice ones are like are calm, right? Much. Yeah. <laughs> they don't bother you.
0: Or what's that 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 goat video?
1: Uh, like, Roger. I thought it was Kyle. Roger, you're such a prick. Yeah, this is a really mean one. Yeah, <laughs> really mean, mean goat. goat to all the <laughs> other ones. Yeah. That would be funny. Um, But are there any other mutations like that one where just, like, reproduction is hard or doesn't work well? In um, the females or there males? There is, I
0: believe, Halma Harris. Up. There's just ones that are hard to reproduce in uh, captivity. So not necessarily they can't re- reproduce. We just haven't unlocked the puzzle the right things to put in to do to reproduce them. So things like Boland's pythons, they just produced those um, maybe five years ago and it was in Europe. I don't think anyone in the United States, um, I heard that a couple people or someone may have eggs this year. Boland's pythons in the United States. I've heard Kevin McCurley uh, has bred them and someone else, but um, the fact is there's just some that have different environmental factors where Bolands are a real interesting species as far as they live in um higher altitudes. So they so thought that that, that might be the lot. key. So so I know Pro Exotics was, you know, trying to breed them in Denver and that didn't work. So and that was at the right altitude. So it wasn't that. You know, there's a whole different and there's some that need to be kept a certain size, some that need a a lot more time to acclimate to especially when you're working with wild caught animals, they're going to be less readily like wanna breed in the mm-hmm. beginning and especially if you're getting adults you know, it's different when you get captive hatch, and they that still they were, take mm-hmm. time to acclimatize to captivity, but, like, um, some of the adults out of the wild, like, those are definitely not going to breed. They found out pretty much, you know, but...
1: Until you find the it's right, situation. a matter right of situation. the right
0: everything, yeah. Wow. And it's probably... Your probably best bet is to get it as a baby, captive, hatched out of an egg, you know? So and it's already
1: used... You know, it's, like, not coming from it's somewhere It's never
0: else. been in the wild, mm-hmm. but... But it may not have a lineage, you know, it's not gonna have a lineage that's captive bred, you know, that's gonna be your best animal, so might but be if you couple. don't have that choice. But um, yeah, you might want to give it, you know, five years and not mess with it too much. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many factors that you got to be careful of
1: to get to figure out what makes it pretty or what will be the right environment for it to produce so that one that brian was talking about it might not be that it can't produce is that we just haven't found the right situation no
0: that one is it's physiology it's a ball python so so we know ball pythons can breed right unfortunately they breed very easily
1: (laughs) it's just that one mutation of ball pythons we know for sure
0: he said if he breeds corn snakes he's gonna name them after herbs and i'm not sure if that means weed or
1: like salt and or like or Oregano like thyme. and thyme and basil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Either another. Way. That's another section of large, you know, options of. I like that basil and thyme. Or purple Kush, and Pineapple Express. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> I don't know which way he's leaning with that. Um, but I like those options. Well, I guess maybe you're in the minority of not naming. It seems like people like to name theirs. No, uh,
0: there's definitely a benefit to it. I think not ball, ball python people don't do it because I just think the genes are way too. Well, you name the new gene anyway. You name it some silly right, you make ass it name. Clown, yeah. spider. Yeah.
1: Yeah, all those great little.
0: Flying lotus. Yeah, all that. <laughs> I, know, I made that up. But oh. uh, he said, How do you feel about the environmental impact of the dumping of exotic or designer snakes? So I'm not sure. I guess that means into the wild.
1: I don't think dumping. Is, I mean, I I don't know. You are, I'm yeah, very you naive, but I don't think you should dump ever. Even
0: anything that's been in captivity shouldn't go out into the wild. Just the fact that you're a, setting them up for failure. Going to die. Right. And B, you're just introducing things that may have been in a captive. You know, parasites or bacteria that's in a captive situation that have never been in the wild before. So once it gets in wild populations, and all that stuff. They don't. They don't have any defenses to these foreign bacteria, foreign parasites. So the the native species may catch on, you know, Mm -hmm. catch that stuff and have zero defenses against it. So it kills them very easily. Um, It's definitely, definitely a problem as far as, um, you know, spreading disease.
1: Is there any pro, any sort of benefits? I can't imagine any. I don't see any dumping ever. Like if it's hard for you to sell... Cause we we were watching something else where they were talking about like you know people dump because they can't take it can't take care of the animal anymore and they have having a hard time to sell like is there a route for them to go other than dumping like can you bring it to like there's not like there, snake there shelters are
0: rescues yeah there's okay rescues.
1: there's snake rescues that you can right. bring it to if you're like having a hard time selling it even
0: that is such a uh, it's such a. Sketchy situation, because if you go on Craigslist in any town, any city in America, it will say uh, reptile rescue will take free animals. Like, do you want free animals or do you want rescue animals? Or are you just... Uh, you just don't have enough money to buy as many animals as you'd like. So So you you have to start rescuing them them Mm -hmm. because that's not a very good route because it turns out it takes money to go to the vet to rescue them, to actually rehabilitate. Like it's not just taking
1: them in. You got to rehabilitate them.
0: So are you trying to solve your hoarding problem or are you really trying to make a difference? And then also I've just, I, I volunteered once at this. At this rescue before, I guess I'm not even going to mention where it is, but, um, I did it before and just the amount of animals that I didn't seem had a good quality of life, not because they weren't taken care of properly, but the fact is that, you know, a bearded dragon with severe, you know, spinal defects, you know, metabolic bone disease. So if you don't get proper calcium or UV lighting, you know they'll grow bones all out of whack oh, wow. and like barely be walking that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, like I've seen a bearded dragon who could barely walk. You know, missing toes, stuff like that. And it's like, what? What's the quality of life? What's for the that? quality of life for this animal? Is it? I know that it makes you feel good to rescue them, mm-hmm. but uh, where is it? For what's the, the ad- rescue? What's, yeah, like, what? It's is, not.
1: It's not in the wild. But are you really? Are you rescuing it? Like yeah there's a fine line but right
0: because a a reptile it just lives to eat and like that that bearded dragon couldn't even successfully hunt down food you know do anything on it then really what is it you know it's not a domestic animal like a cat or a dog you know that can show affection to something and Mm -hmm. you know you can still give a good quality of life to an animal you know with you know they wheels on the back. You know they're missing legs. You know because it's a dog and they're happy to see you and all this stuff. But reptiles, they just really want to eat and survive and be an animal. You know <laughs> right. they're not domesticated animals. So, so what are
1: you really doing for it? Like are you rescuing it for your own for
0: your own like right. good
1: feeling or are you really like
0: or do you care about the actual welfare of the animal? And like there's no way that there's no type of pain or inconvenience of being that deformed, you mm -hmm, know?
1: Right. But I would still, I don't know. I feel like that's still better than dumping it. And I would still never advocate or be an advocate for dumping of any form.
0: And he had mentioned like, do any, like is the hobby doing anything to prevent this? And no, I think uh, the proper thing is to educate people on how to properly take care of their animals and um, probably
1: you, what to do if you can't take care of them. Right.
0: And you you have to sell to people who are going to be responsible. Um, you got to be a little careful who you sell to, you know, make sure it's going to the right place. And I mean, everyone should know at this point that you can't just dump your animals. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think it's something that that definitely still happens. And I think it's a. a. a uh, It's, um, hobbyists, I think sometimes need, you know, they may produce too many animals or too many normals, Uh you know, and they have no genetic potential. So they're selling it for $10 and the person who takes it for $10, you know, they don't take as good care of most, many people won't take as good care of it as someone who knows what they're doing, who has many animals, who's buying a snake for $500 and it may, be just a purchase that they make and then they get sick and tired of taking care of a snake or they don't like the snake or you know it may have been aggressive once or something silly you know And Mm -hmm. they're like i don't want this thing anymore and i think just like i don't know why it should be seen any different than any other animal right because like you don't just let your dog out if you don't like it Right. The least thing you do is be a soulless person and put it up on Craigslist.
1: Do you think USARC has any, like, should be doing anything about that? Or do they not? Is that not what their intentions are? Yeah,
0: they're just trying to fight, you know, the fight for businesses and for the hobbyists to keep the rights so for their snakes. So is
1: there an organization put in place to...
0: I don't think you can have someone to prevent individuals from making bad decisions. <laughs> All you can do okay. is present them with viable options and education. But, and then he mentioned like like Florida. I don't think it, it was a dumping problem per se. Definitely more talking of, about in the Everglades, right? Yeah, definitely more of natural disasters mm-hmm. and animals get released through that hurricanes and that kind of thing. And it you know breaks down enclosures or breaks down buildings or floods right. buildings and, they get and out. snakes escape. So. That's really the problem there because there there has to be a good amount of
1: it would have snakes to be so much dumping in
0: order because like you know you get dumped on one side of the Everglades how do these two snakes find each other mm-hmm. I think it has to be more of a mass event to have such a population boom but yeah I mean that's most certainly a problem and I mean I've expressed the fact that I don't want to live anywhere where there's natural disasters because like it seems difficult, (laughs) and I don't want that ever to be something that might ever be even a possibility to your
1: um your snakes that it could get destroyed. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I just don't think. And then I guess going back to what's in the news recently about the whole
1: python hunters, python hunters
0: thing. Um, I think. It has to happen. Then again, you can't just have a bunch of people running through public lands, you know, off-roading through the, you know, wetlands, mm-hmm. stuff like that and invading the
1: Whatever natural animals. thing is there.
0: Yeah, like. but, but also you need to, you need to get these pythons and get them out of there, but I don't think we're ever going to have enough people. Just the very nature of snakes is going to keep them from getting all of them. The fact that you know, snakes try their whole life not to be seen. The last thing they want to do is be seen by a human. So they're spending a lot of times in burrows, uh, mm-hmm. under logs, under tree roots, you know, different places where you're not going to see them purposefully. So, A, they don't want humans to see them. They don't want to get killed by any predators. And they also are stalking their food. So the very nature of the animals is that there's a lot more of them than you're ever going to (laughs) see. Right. You know, that's case in point when we went like herping in the city park, you know, there's a shit ton of snakes there, but no one ever sees them.
1: And they're making more constantly.
0: Right. And there's so many snakes, but like, unless you're lifting those rocks and rolling over logs, you're never going to see them because they're not just going to come out in the open. Right. They don't want to be near people. Right. So I think that that's, you know, a, A factor that there's got to be there's just more than we can ever get but and then there's also tegus and fucking all types of parrots and different kinds kinds of of stuff out there different kinds of plants like plants all types of plants there so i think there's there's so many different you know factors
1: but i think at the same time i mean Obviously, I don't live in Florida. I don't know, like, what the thoughts of the legislature is there. But I view it as they say, okay, like, we have this problem. It's continuing. Like, we have to do something now. And this is their only, like, idea that they have to, like, get in right now. Like, they they don't want to wait because they know it's only going to get worse and it's only they're only going to be more snakes. And I think their logic is this is what, something we can do now while we think of another solution that's more uh, – Long term, I would hope that's what they're thinking. It's like, and I don't think there
0: there is there's no good way to trap no snakes. Term. There's no good way to draw them out. There's, yeah. But I don't, at
1: the same time, like we can say that, like, oh, there's no there's no way to solve it. But if people right. who are in the people, legislature who you know who are high up, they can't say that to the constituents. They're so like, sorry, there's no way to solve this. They'll, like, they'll we be
0: if it's done, there'll be an individual who has an amazing idea, which solves it through business before it's done through the government really the government doesn't have any good ideas for this kind of stuff
1: okay you think it'll be a business they just
0: just do whatever the short-term solution is for
1: because they have to show that they're doing they have to have to
0: because they want to get votes in two years they
1: have to show that they're doing something and taking action so this this these python
0: effective it is
1: these python hunters are a way of showing hey we're taking action to solve this problem so people who aren't fully educated on the ramifications will say, will be like, oh, awesome, this is great, they're doing, you know, like the other people who are saying like, this isn't helping, they like, their response to that is like, well, at least they're doing something. Like, I feel like that is the go-to response. Like, well, at least they're doing something. Right. And I, I, I kind of feel for those people who are like, they're doing something like, yeah, it may not be the best, but what other idea is there on the table? And there isn't.
0: There isn't. There is no other good idea. But um, we got asked if you had to, if you had leftover animals, produce too many animals, would you eat them? Would I eat? Snakes? I think I think they're just too small as babies to give a good meal.
1: I mean, that would never cross my mind. <laughs> yeah, and
0: I'm not against the fact that you know if that you can like be it. that can be a decent market, you know. Sustainable captive born animals farm them for food. I don't think that's a far out concept. I don't know if there's any good way to produce it in a good, feasible, economically feasible manner and then also good for the animals while they're alive. But, um, yeah, I mean, and there has to be some type of way, you know, you got to supply. If you could captively breed and farm you know python skin for boots and shit like that it's a lot better than them wild catching thousands of pythons mm-hmm. a year in the to area. put on mm-hmm. boots right so i think i don't think there's anything wrong with that i i couldn't do it but if someone does i don't think there's anything wrong with that for
1: a purpose i you know if you're doing it for a purpose i i can't really say no to them in
0: many oh, ways God. farming <laughs>
1: <Phone>. solid putting it <laughs>
0: in many ways different um farming practices for reptiles especially alligators have proven to be like a great conservation tool because you know a you don't have to take them out of the wild anymore Mm -hmm. and then they're also diminishing in value because you don't want any wild caught animal you want that captive. you would much rather have a captive born that you don't have to worry about different types of you know things associated with wild animals so
1: so if you have extra i wouldn't knock you for doing that so i wouldn't ever do it but
0: like uh tom crushfield says and i don't agree with everything tom crushfield is about but uh you know conservation through commercialization so it tends that if there's money to be made people can serve it more Mm -hmm. so Even if you look at... They were trying to ban boas. They were trying to put them on the Lacey Act with the Reticulated Python and the Burmese Python, which, by the way, just got eliminated recently. But um, they were trying to put boas on there. But the fact is, U.S. ARC was easily made like an economic... You know, this is how much money is made in the pet trade Mm -hmm. off Mm -hmm. boas. Like millions of dollars. So So don't cut this. So an economic need... (laughs) Is what all people in government and biz- like, they care about If the it's money. making the money, they will keep money, it. If it's making money, they'll keep it around because, you know, you don't want to fuck over people whose livelihood it is to produce that.
1: Right. And I, at the same way, I understand that, like, it's their constituents. They, their constituents want to keep making money. And so, I, like, they have a hard, you know, a hard job to do. To They
0: have to try to please everyone, everyone. and do everything
1: despite what they despite, feel. And or, despite, despite the fact
0: that they're uneducated in despite, all these things. Right,
1: despite the lack of knowledge about the ramifications. Like, like,
0: you don't think that when you're up for some government office that you're going to have to know about reptiles. No. But, but the fact is that you have to take the information that's given to you, so therefore, we have to be there to give them that information. That's why U.S. ARC's there, you know, to, to inform them, to educate them that even even uh, USGS studies have been faux have been bad science. And we have had to go in there really? and say this isn't well what they try to do with the Burmese Python is say that well according to the according to uh global warming, it's going to be seventy degrees in
1: Oh, yeah. In a hundred years.
0: In like forty years or something. So Burmese pythons are going to be all the way up there. Well, guess what, motherfucker! Like you There's know gonna how be way high more the problem. oceans gonna rise? <laughs> There's gonna be way more problems in Illinois. Like, than that. We're yeah. so fucked. The Burmese python it does nothing, and the fact is that there was no, no legitimate science behind a lot of that stuff. So,
1: it's fear. We, it's
0: placing the fear. It's fear, and then also you know it's obviously just a problem in Florida it doesn't go any further north they
1: can't It's not even all of fl- Florida it's a small section right. and maybe a little south bit more florida.
0: right they just people don't understand how snakes work and how they don't do good in variance of temperature and uh, you know if you go to south florida there's so many iguanas and stuff like there's so many other problems it's hard to say that animals galore in florida (laughs) yeah it's so. like like a whole island full of like fucking macaques and stuff (laughs) like they're just monkeys hanging out like in florida yeah there's all types of things wrong and then also um you know the sugar plantations and stuff are in the everglades like pretty much ruining the everglades and things like that and things like in indonesia with palm oil and I believe there's palm oil. I don't know if there's palm oil plantations also in South Florida. Probably is. I probably sound stupid. Whatever. But um, there's just so many problems out there with so many things.
1: Mm-hmm. But the snake problem is coming no to forefront. Solution. But lately. the snake problem's
0: easy because the media likes that kind of shit and it perpetuates fear in people. They're using people's uh, like instincts that are ingrained from millions a year or thousands of years of evolution of saying snakes are bad snakes mm-hmm. can hurt you that's pretty much it they're just playing yeah. off your fears
1: that's why it's good that u.s arc exists and that u.s arc continues to you know educate people and advocate for the snakes and
0: and for for quite a while people were saying why do we have u.s arc things seem to be knocking Ridley. down left and right and then we had that one win with what was it, maybe a year ago, two years ago, where they kept retics off the Lacey Act. So they got that little win, and Mm -hmm. then they're just getting win on win on win, so it's been kind of a domino effect. But the fact is that they're not making those big wins, so they're targeting smaller towns, more individual localized things, like uh, in Arlington, Virginia, they're trying to do a ban on pretty much most Mm -hmm. exotic animals. So... The fact is, you know, you got to be cognizant all around. So and there's so many people. USARC does a great job of saying this is happening in this small town. Like they somehow get word to of the small town. Right. And then and then get people around that area to come in and present their side of the story, present the facts, present, you know, all the good information. So I think that that's super important.
1: Right. Um, I want to save the video on the screen before it goes oh, away. I'm scared. to of- do it. I don't know. You can take it down now. You don't have to move it up there. <laughs> you don't have to stand up there. Let's see what um, we got. I don't, I don't know if you see. Okay, in the top. Well, let's talk about You can do that while yes. I talk. All
0: right. Is that is that all we got? That it's went al- I feel like every time, it feels like it takes up forever. To, and this time, it was pretty quick to set up. But we like get going and then I just feel like it just goes so fast. I don't
1: know. This one went faster to me than like we could
0: bullshit about nothing for a long time. Yeah,
1: We used it. We got 25 years. Save it. I did. It just stay. It stays up there.
0: So that is it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the questions.
1: Yeah. Those are great. I liked those. It 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 makes it
0: so easy to ramble because even though we started off with the topic, we just bounce around. And I hope I that that's, that's still fine. entertaining for people. I mean. Definitely. We're still talking I think talking we talked about stuff.
1: relevant. To, I mean. Relevant The naming was not all that relevant. And, well,
0: it, it was in the beginning. And the fact is that like in the YouTube videos, this is a good place for me to express those opinions where I don't want to make a whole YouTube video about negative shit. So like the YouTube video has been a good place for me to document a lot of daily stuff. But I want it to be more of like the stuff i'm involved with and definitely more business side mm-hmm. than like my personal opinion on the cobra escape you know the the headline catching videos
1: we really talked about that a little bit but
0: yeah yeah i just don't want to i just don't want to spend too much time unless it unless it caters to helping you know usr stuff like that like like when that retick band came up like i wrote an article for it so i want to do I'd make a video if it comes down to that, you know, getting people to act in favor for. But that's not what you US want the YouTube art. videos to be. Right. I don't want it to be. Well, I'm saying I would do that for US mm-hmm. art, that thing, very specific, but I'm not going to add publicity to Snake Eats Man in Indonesia's right. Cobra thing. But Bites the podcast gives us a chance thing. to. But this gives us a little bit of a rant and get it, you know. Right, right. And Get my connect- opinion out there, connected but, to other things. But it's a more personal level of that. It's not people who are listening to this are very specifically into snakes and mm-hmm. into like the shit that we're talking about.
1: Not just a YouTube search.
0: It's maybe. not gonna be a YouTube search with someone who's more impressionable, you know, so mm-hmm. so I just feel like yeah. publicity is publicity and more people will uh, latch on to some of that negative stuff if you present it out there.
1: Right. I think it was a good one today. I liked it. You liked okay. it? Well, um,
0: if you liked it, that's all that matters. That's all that matters.
1: No, you know who really matters. who, you, you know.
0: I said too many fucks you for did. my mom.
1: And I tried. I know it wasn't that bad. You can't yeah. call
0: me out in the middle. I'm just talking like a normal person. I wasn't
1: going to, but then it just kept going. And you're just... I said it like six times. Okay. Let's end the YouTube we're one. We're actually
0: uh well, we're let's still see. going. We just ranted for like ten extra minutes than we thought we were. Well, it's really only three minutes.
1: <laughs> okay, let's end the YouTube one. Thank right, you. Thank you, you guys for watching. Watch.
0: Obviously, you guys are on YouTube, you know where to find me. Later, uh. folks.
1: <laughs> there are three viewers. Got it.
0: So I guess I should. It
1: keeps happening on YouTube where people are watching and we're ending it. And I'm like, feel bad. Like when you just like ended we it. Did,
0: we didn't really interact with the YouTube.
1: No, I wish you would keep it up more. I don't know why you minimize <laughs> well, I wanna it. I want to make
0: sure that we're recording.
1: Well, you can do half and half. That's okay. what computers but, are But uh, people who
0: are listening to the podcast, I want you to know, obviously, we've been talking shit about the YouTube channel and stuff. YouTube, Port City Pythons, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube to facebook.com slash
1: port, port uh, some of
0: these rants have been brought to you by new belgium beer voodoo <laughs> ranger
1: new belgium fat tire <laughs> oh i put up in the video it but it's, it's not, not it's re- not recording
0: so yeah thanks guys awesome later
1: yeah next time we definitely got to look. Uh, guess where the yes.